You're listening to Janine Preston, and this is a podcast recorded for Life as a Beach. So nice to to see, to, to hear from you in the UK. Um, tell me a little bit about what the weather's like first, because we always want to know about the weather. <laughs> Everyone in this country is also obsessed with the weather. I really would prefer you not to tell me what the weather's like there, um, because that will really upset me. So the weather's not too bad. This time of the year is gorgeous. It's um, There's daffodils come out. Uh, you know, everything starts coming to life and it's a very pretty part of the world to be in at springtime. So it's not too bad. I think the inside temperature of the house at the moment is about 17 degrees. Our heating kicks in at 18. Oh, my goodness. No, yeah, we're, we're, um, we've got it. I, I don't know what the degrees are outside, but we call it damn cold. <laughs> <laughs> but you and it's cold water. inside I'm, as well. <laughs> I'm always colder when I'm in Joburg with the same temperature because Joburg is so high. Oh, that's so also 20, true, yeah. 20 degrees here feels warmer than 20 degrees in Joburg. I wonder why. Well, that's that's the weather for you. So so tell me a little bit. Celebrate Southern Africa is a website that that I, I found when I was working in the UK. And I, I found quite by accident, somebody had pointed me in that direction and said, you have to go onto the site. It's a great uh, Facebook page as well. Um, makes you a little bit homesick, though. So, you know, just just be wary of that when you go onto it. So tell me a little bit about your journey. So when I moved out of London, I was a tour guide. So I was away most of the summer. But when I was home, I thought I was living in this town and I thought, where do I find people? How do I meet people? Because I work out of the town. I don't have kids at the school. And that's the way that you generally get to meet people. So I thought, well, let me go onto Twitter and see if I can find some South Africans because that's the first place of, of well, the first community that I think would be interested actually in connecting with another South African because we're all away from home. So I got this message back and they said, I know someone, he's not on Twitter, can I put you in touch? And so I met John and his wife, Janet. And so I became friends with them, but slowly I realized there were others and there were also people with small businesses. And that's a big deal. You know, you leave South Africa, you have a profession, and then you end up in a foreign place and you don't have, you decide to maybe set up a business, but you don't necessarily have a market. You know, in South Africa, you can say to your aunts and uncle and your neighbor, can you buy from me? You know me, you know, but here, who do you know? So I thought I would create a market. And it's a market that happens every year in June. And it started out with, uh, I think, only 30 stalls and probably only about, I don't know, 100 or 500 people coming through the door. And it's been running now for four years. Last year, of course, we didn't run it. And we won't be this year. We've put it in the diary for next year just to be safe. But it's now about 70 traders and about 3,000 people that come through the door. And I thought, well, that's great. Once a year, these businesses have, some kind of connection with the public at the market. But just what to interrupt to quickly, and yeah. I, I love talking to entrepreneurs because they just, they're like, it's so excited. It's like when you want to interrupt for a question, you have to sort of point and say, okay, can I ask a question? <laughs> so I just love talking to entrepreneurs. They're just amazing people. Um, these entrepreneurs, are they the businesses, are they South African or Southern African businesses that you invite? And are the people that come from the UK or from all over? So it's interesting because I thought Southern Africa originally, because we had such great relationships with Zimbabwe, Namibia, Botswana, Lesotho, Swaziland, all of those countries. And I thought, I don't really want to exclude them because they're part of our family. 
Um, so I include them and they run businesses, whether they import things from South Africa, make African things, or if they just have a business here, doesn't matter what they do, I'm celebrating them as well. Um, and the people who come through the door are people who have either been on holiday to Southern Africa at some point and love it, or they're friends, or they, they, they're Southern Africans and miss home and just want to come and be in a room Mingle. with people <laughs> with South African accents and speaking Afrikaans when we never normally speak it, but we suddenly all speak Afrikaans. <laughs> <laughs> and you must, and also a lot of um, you know South Africans marry British people or have children that were born here who don't have a, a sense of their culture. So to bring them to the market is introducing them to something that's important to a parent or grandparent. And where is this market held? So it's held in Wiltshire, which is um, not too far from Bath. So if you look at the map of 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 England and you go west from London towards Wales. It's before you get to Wales, you get to Bath and it's just south of Bath. That's amazing. And how do you find these? Do, is it word of mouth and people just say, hey, there's a market for South Africans, you know, just email Dawn, she'll, she'll kind of put you in touch. And, and, and the kind of products that you have, are they products that you import from South Africa or is it people that have imported stuff or people that have brought skills that allow them to make it in the UK? Both. Both. So we have people, um, you know, we have people who've been there since, for five years now, which is brilliant. They come every year. They won't miss it because it's such a great day out. Um, so they might import uh, leather goods from Cape Town or they support crafters in Swaziland. But then there are people who have their own business and they might make, uh, make the fed cook. You know, we have we have people who make Fedcook and Burivos and Biltong, or they just have a printing machine and make T-shirts or things. It doesn't doesn't really matter. And also people who offer services. You know, there's maybe a South African who set up a travel business. So it's just a way to kind of connect with a new market. And there's there's a there's a connection with someone from your culture. You know, um, you just kind of it, it, it. I suppose it eliminates a lot of the small talk because you've got something in common immediately when you. All connection business. Mm. Now, in terms of, of it's been running for four years, you've now got a two year gap. Um, we're all assuming that business will be kind of back to normal 2022, mid 2022 towards 2023. But now, is there a gap for a virtual market or is this something that you haven't yet um, sort of managed to put together? So there is a, actually, there is a platform. There is actually a family in Chicago that have a South African family that have set up a global trade website, virtual trading market website. But um, what I'm doing at the moment is I am interviewing um, the traders or anybody who isn't even a trader or has never been to celebrate Southern Africa before on Facebook Live. We do a live stream and they can show and tell about their products, share about their journey. I then put that onto the podcast, the Celebrate Southern Africa podcast, and um, on YouTube. So they get um, a ni nice exposure, and it's I'm just calling it the virtual African market. So, um, yeah. I think, I think what's really nice about that, that kind of marries us, because my show is called Small Startup Big Dreams, um, and I'm on air from 9 to 12 every day. 
and we talk to the whole world because our platform is a streaming platform. So I would love to connect with the, with your Facebook Live. And we've got Fridays, which is our live show. So I go live on a Friday and we, we talk to people who have wines and cheese and, and all kinds of this week is shimmer gin because that's when you need to be visual. And then we do it just on a Friday because I'm not a TV star. I have a face for radio, not for television. So <laughs> I, I try and keep that to Fridays. But I would love to to be able to take the podcast that you have and use a, a few still pictures and put them up onto our podcast channel and to talk to them, obviously, sometime in the week. So when we go off air, we'll take it offline. And I'd love to chat to you about giving those those entrepreneurs an opportunity because I've no doubt they have family in this country rooting for them. I think that would be great to be able to marry the two and, and see you you're really making a, a great success of that. It's so cool to hear what you've done. Do you know um, what I think is very important is, you know, not every South African has left South Africa. Um, we all have a different reason. I mean, I came backpacking 26 years ago and I'm still here. So, I mean, it's not ever the decision I made to leave and it's never been a decision here to stay. Some people, they've been transferred for jobs. You know, there's, there's so many different reasons and I don't ever think that there's a, you know, um, there's a formula for why people are outside of South Africa. What is common is that we all love our country. But the, the, the common denominator is that we all love our country, whether we live there or not. And by being successful overseas means that they've got more money to go back on holiday more often. Many people still have properties, pensions, family that they're supporting. You know, so by doing well wherever they are in the world, ultimately helps South Africa. And you're right about that because it doesn't only help South Africans, but a lot of South African families go and they split up so that mom goes to the UK to support those in South Africa. So it's always it's not always a, a decision that's made by I want to, it's by I need to. Yeah. So the economics of, of the, the economic scale means that that's what's going to happen. So it's great to see you kind of combining and allowing that person who used to crochet at home now can crochet in, in England and make the same kind of extra income because maybe she's a carer and she's got time while she's caring while the person's sleeping or resting to create that crochet jacket to to sort of to do the crochet jackets. Now she's got a place to sell it. Otherwise, she sits with a pile of crochet jackets that she really doesn't know which platform to use. And also what's exciting is that you can help them grow that, you know, so you can help them start thinking that it's probably a small business and maybe they could even give up their full-time job if they know how to scale it up to make it a business. So do you give that kind of advice on the site? Are you mainly web-based or Facebook-based? How is uh, Where is your best sort of protocol where you communicate with your traders? So the difficulty really is that I've got two customers. I've got the customers that need to come to the market. I want them to stay excited about the market so that they – the, you know, the minute that they, you know, they yeah. know it's there, it's in the diary and we are going. And if we drive for a day and we stay in a and b we've got to be there, you know. So that's the one side of the so my target audience. The other side is the traders. And I have a Facebook group. I, ha I email them um, and I offer all sorts of uh, Facebook training and that kind of stuff. One of my biggest successes, really, is a lady who had a she had a big van that she painted with giraffe print on it, oh, and really? she caught she sold fed cook. She made fed cook, so she drove from I don't know, it's like three and a half hours to get here for the start of the market, 
and people were hooting on the on the roads because she's got this oh picture of and it was amazing and she came to the market and she sold out so fast and the second year she came back down again and she came at the end of the show and she gave me um a milk tart and she said i just want to thank you um i'm going to work tomorrow to resign and I thought, uh oh, don't, 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 yeah, don't, 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 you know, the tagline for our show is hashtag small startup, big dreams. And I don't think it matters where you are in the world. And I don't think it matters what your background is, whether you're a Zimbabwean and Nigerian or an Australian. The fact is you t you had the balls to give it up and, and give up your side hustle and make it work as a full-time job. Because isn't that how places like Microsoft started and all those global companies, they did start by somebody having a side hustle. They yeah, didn't start because somebody woke up and had lots of money. Yeah, I know, and, and started at the kitchen table with a, with an idea, you know, and and just maybe starting to mix things or concoct things or, you know, start sourcing products to try and put them together and make things. It all starts very little. And I look at you. You're the same. I mean, when I first got hold of you, um, I was I had a magazine called Anytime, and we were chatting about Anytime magazine, and and that magazine hasn't been going for a while because obviously closed with with the hotel group going green and going online so we're no longer publishing it but i've always followed you and that's why when i started on the radio i thought if there's one person i have to talk to it's you because of of, of the fact that you always were involved and you were always looking after the whole south Af southern africa as a whole not saying I'm from South Africa, but rather I'm from Southern Africa. I might be from, like, there's a lady I'm going to introduce to you. She makes, she's in Mozambique. She had a bar in a, a little town called Inyamban. And the most beautiful beach bar ever, Dino's. And with COVID and closing, they've, she's had to kind of really side hustle. And she's now creating mosaic basins, which are being installed all over. They are absolutely wow. beautiful. And and Natalie, again, has just said, okay, I can't run a bar during lockdown, but hey, I, I'm creative enough to create a basin. And and that's what Southern Africans do. They, they just say, okay, this didn't work, but that's okay. I have a skill to do that. I may not be an expert in that, but I can become one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing is being open to, to learn. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, maybe just learn. Maybe it's an opportunity to learn something new. The other, the other thing I found with a lot of Southern Africans around the world is that for them to buy presents for their friends and, and family in South Africa is a, tr a challenge because you pay a fortune on Korea. If you post, it might not make it there. But they want their friends and family to have something special. So I've collected, I think, about 70, and it's growing every day, um, South African businesses based in South Africa that anyone around the world can order from them to have delivered in South Africa. So if it's a birthday cake and you live in the Gauteng area, there is a lady who will make the cake and deliver it. You know, if you are if you're looking for a bunch of flowers and you're in PE, there's a lovely lady who has a florist in PE. 
And this is such a nice way for people abroad to feel that not only are they supporting a South African business, they're supporting a small business and they're giving international um, international business, which I think is another well, way that we support. I, I agree that I think that is a fabulous way to do it. There used to be a company called, it's had something to do with Feltkun or Felt Hat or Felt, and I can't remember their name. Okay, so this is irrelevant. Um, but they they had a very similar idea, but didn't carry it through quite as well as you have done. Um, and and I also a, a lady that I met on my journey. Um, she she does um, she has a crash in Port Elizabeth that she now gets them to run totally, and she has gone and found a job so that she can pay their salaries and not close the crash. But I think. It's the same as if I'm visiting PE and I need somebody to look after my kids because I've come from the UK, services that I can use on your site that says, you know what, I, I have a friend who does a, who's a dog hotel. She's going to be on the radio on Thursday and she runs a dog hotel. So I'm going to introduce her to you because those that visit Umschlanga when travel opens, they're able to bring their pets to her to use, to, to keep. It may be that there's a family that's meeting other family coming from overseas but don't want to leave their dogs behind that can use it. So they might be a South African family, but they're meeting an international company, an international yeah. family that's coming out, but they don't know what to do with the animals. And suddenly your site doesn't only make sense for those that are wanting to buy stuff, but certainly can make sense for when you're visiting. These are things that you can do when you're here. And also, you know, there's another element, um, you know, you might have a friend who is um, writing a book and they've got an amazing story and you think they, they, can't, they can't afford an editor. So you are maybe earning pounds and you think, oh, I can pay that as a gift. There's an editor on the site who edits books and my grandmother's book has to get out. So I am going to pay for the editor to edit my granny's book. So I mean, it's, brilliant. it's services that we can also pay for yes. from abroad. I mean, when my mom was alive living in Joburg, you know, a South African pension is peanuts. And I, if this was available then, I would have bought her things like, instead of going to, I don't know, to Woolies and having them deliver stuff, I could actually be supporting small businesses, you know, people who are baking you know, making meals and delivering them or whatever, I could have bought services for, for my mom that I knew she couldn't afford or access. No, listen, I, I think that's, and, and I must tell you, one of the things that we did last week was we created a pack called SYOB, which was start your own business. And we've taken that one step further where we're saying, if your friend is opening a business, um, it's like when a wedding happens, you have a kitchen tea, when yeah. somebody's having a baby, you have a baby shower. Well, we're going to have a small business shower. But we're not asking you to, to give um, a, a product. We're saying if there's a voucher you can use for a logo design, if there's uh, money you can give towards a web design, if there's a whole basket of goodies you can give them that says, you know what, here's a voucher for stationery that you can order from Amazon. Um, here is something that will start your business without needing – there's even MailChimp – one month free MailChimp. It will give you the ability to mail people to say, "Hey, I'm here." So it's great really, idea, and it's a, an idea you can work on from your side as well because a lot of the things that we're buying are in pounds online, and and we struggle to afford that. But if they can put something together called a a UK 
gift basket to start your own business. It could be for online things that people can use. And certainly yep. for your traders, because a lot of your traders might just be making Fed Cook. But if they had a logo and if they had a sticker for their car and they had all those things, they could just go from zero to hero a lot faster. I'm not saying they won't make it. I'm just saying sometimes friends can come to the party. Um, they can. I know when I was there, I used to make dips, loved posting them, loved posting them because I would cook them, make them. They were all un uncooked, you know, it's uh, raw, raw, just vegetables. I'd make them, freeze them, send them, and they'd arrive the next day. And I used to think that Amazing. was Amazing. I used to always ask people, don't you want me to post them? Because I just, this whole thing of posting was fabulous. <laughs> but again, if I had started in my own business, I could, part of my pack would have been to go to B&G and buy the containers that I needed. Yeah. So they would have given me a voucher to go and buy containers. So very much a, a lovely way of, um, of doing something like that. Also, maybe a stock fell. And, you yeah. know, stock sellers, when everybody puts money into something, that when one person needs it, they get it for that month. So your idea of this Ubuntu almost, it's it's Ubuntu in Britain. <laughs> it is. I mean, we have a we have a monthly get we have a monthly networking event now, which is called the African Ubuntu Network. And that's also, I mean, I'm happy to invite anybody uh, around the world just to come together and share about what they do. I mean, I had a call from one of the guys today um, who I met at the meeting a couple of weeks ago, and he, we're gonna, I'm going to interview him, and we're going to have a chat on Celebrate. And, you know, it's just a, a great way to raise each other's profile because that's what we're all about. We're about the collective. You know, I am because we are, and I think that has to be the focus. And that's exactly what it is. It's Ubuntu. Yeah, and and I and I, I really appreciate, and I I just look forward to letting me know when you're having your next um, monthly meeting because I'd love to join and join on behalf of the radio. So hopefully it'll be between the nine and twelve time, and if it isn't, I'll record it and play it back on the radio. So I'd appreciate that. And um, if there's anything that you'd like to leave us as a thought, is there something you'd like to tell South Africans that are and, and South Africans around the world who listen? One lady sent me a message and said, "You are my drug of choice." In the morning when I drive to work in Britain, I hear the South African voice and I think, you know what, I'm actually home. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what, what makes us so special is that we we are, we have Africa in our hearts and it doesn't matter where we are and the reasons why we aren't living there is irrelevant. It, it will just be a part of who we are forever and I think that's the most important thing. That's awesome. Dawn Denton, it's been fabulous. Please tell us where we can find you so that it's forever ingrained on our brain. <laughs> so celebrate Southern Africa. We're on Facebook and the website and we have a podcast. So wherever you listen to your podcast on Spotify or iTunes or and we're also on YouTube. So you can find us there. And if anybody wants to contribute to the website, Whatever it is, we'll always drive traffic back to your website, your social media channels. So just send us some content about celebrating Southern Africa. And thank you thank so you. much. It's been great. I, I hope the weather holds. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm Janine Preston of Actonville FM. And, um, yeah, we, we look forward to, to being on that, on that Africa webinar. You've been listening to Janine Preston. This has been a podcast for Life is a Beach.